0: listening to the first ever cult pop show podcast thank you for tuning in my name is aj and in this episode you're about to hear i'm talking with fellow film buffs jeremy and evan about what films we really found disappointing in 2015 we'll be talking about a lot of films in detail and there are a few spoilers inbound mainly for the films mockingjay part 2 Chappie, avengers age of ultron and tomorrowland we also talk pretty in-depth about Spectre and the previous three Bond films, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace and Skyfall, so spoiler warning for those relatively old films if you haven't seen them yet. You can find a more detailed analysis on coldpopshire.com, and apologies for the sounds of my pencil scribbling that are very softly riddled throughout this podcast. This was the first one, it won't happen again. The song you're listening to is called It's You by my good friend Mechanical. I'll be back at the end for an outro and notes. Hello and welcome to. I'm being laughed at already. Uh, the, the first Cult Pop podcast. My name is AJ. I'm joined today by. Is this by, really the first? This is really the first, yeah. Do you really want to start with. Hello! Hello! <laughs> hello. hello! I do know. It's now. the first one, so. Like,
1: that could be the introduction song. Yeah, all It's right. going to be the thing that people hear in their ears and they're
0: like, oh, it's another pop show." podcast. <laughs> why, why did I listen to, why did I choose this podcast of all the other podcasts about the same thing? Hello! How many people do you Thanks think have reason. already stopped listening to this podcast? I'm joined by Evan. Hello. Hello! <laughs> and Jeremy. Hello! Hey. Today we are talking about 2015 in film, um, particularly the biggest disappointments because everyone likes to, I think... If you're going to listen to a podcast from a struggling film blog, you want to listen to a negative one because everyone likes listening to people talk about it. Especially how they if
1: they're struggling, they want to be negative about other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like I just I,
1: wanted to go on record to say I wanted to talk about my favorite movies of the year. Even also likes Rainbows and Sunshine <laughs> and Lollipops.
0: I've got a list here of all the, the big movies from 2015. I found do you know, there's like, Wikipedia lists every film from 2000 like even if it was small every film that came out in 2015 theatrical releases yeah Yeah. that's Wikipedia's job yeah I know it's just crazy I was like this is way more than I thought was going to be on here so i only i only wrote down the big ones i could find i've probably missed some but anyway should i just do people want to listen to a list of movies or should we uh, i think you should just pick out the
2: ones that you think are important to talk about okay because otherwise as you say wikipedia has got a giant list yeah. that will go on and on and on forever
0: um we could talk about uh, alvin and the chipmunks the road chip i've heard that doesn't live up to the last three uh movies in the. how could that be a disappointment that's that's my question like
2: what about anything to do with them would make any adult thing actually
0: it's funny you should say that because there was a there's been a couple reddit threads about this topic and i found a funny comment um about fantastic four um and it's it was from a reddit user named zapped and he said that he thought it was still somehow more disappointing than the original fantastic four which no one liked either and I, I didn't see it. Did you guys? You guys didn't see. Faces? Is this how,
2: like, how little faith you have in us that you have actually, like, pre-prepared other people's commentary on films? It <laughs> wasn't Before either Evan and I, either even Evan or I have actually managed to say anything about a film, you're already going, "Well, I better pull in some I'd be, uh, commentary from someone else because they'll have nothing."
0: While we we're struggling.
2: Are we going to be as big a...
0: Dis- are we going to be your disappoint- biggest disappointment? To the that, other that'll thing? be the review for this podcast. <laughs> Still somehow disappointing <laughs> than I knew it would be. Worse than Zach's <laughs> credit comment. <laughs> so
1: I, I did not see the new Fantastic Four to answer your question. No. Um, I saw the first two with um, Jessica Alba and Captain America. And, <laughs> and, and both of those were pretty lame. And I... I So I do remember thinking, oh, wow, they're doing another Fantastic Four. They're finally going to do one right. And I don't understand how they actually made one worse. Um, So I was disappointed, I suppose.
0: Um, but I didn't see it, so it's hard for me to comment because who knows? The, I might have actually loved it. It's it's very rare, and I think we'll talk about this a lot in this podcast. It's very rare that um like there's the whole stereotype about an evil studio just cares about money, right? So it's very rare that something will um be ditched because it was a bad movie. You know what I'm saying? So like there are there are four Transformers movies. Sorry, I know you like Transformers, Evan. But what they. they, <laughs> they, they
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well there's my biggest
0: disappointment in 2015. Um, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that Fantastic Four... transformed
1: my life. Oh,
0: what I'm saying that's is, true. is, is, is um, Fant, Fant4stick was so bad critically that not only have I think they've cancelled the rest of the Fantastic Four movies yep. or they've put them on hold yep. but the director Josh Trank got fired from a Star Wars spinoff this doesn't happen you know usually it's like if it doesn't if it underperforms financially then everyone gets rid of it but the fact that it was so bad critically that it's well
2: i think it's crazy that i mean it it was exciting that someone who had done a film like chronicle like josh Mm. i I loved i and it was like it was really exciting what he did with that movie and it was a new take on the kind of the genre and stuff like that and it was actually really exciting that I think studios got into this place where they kinda of realized that they needed to innovate and do mm. different movies because they were doing mm. so many yeah. superhero movies. And so they were like, oh, we, we we understand that like the superhero genre has just gone so far that we actually need to get, you know, different voices, otherwise we're just gonna, you know and my, my problem is that they did it. And he sucked. Yeah. And so now they're just going to go back
0: to doing what they wanted to do. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking that this, the king of like, who's not really the king, but the guy who started a very, a small but significant movement in changing what a normal mainstream film is, (laughs) then went to make one of the most disappointing (laughs) movies in a long time, I think. Yeah. But none of us have seen it, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it.
2: I mean, but that was a disappointment because when I heard that there was like Jamie Jamie Bell doing. what's his face the rock the rock guy man i'm seriously i'm sorry i'm not a, i'm not a comic book person <laughs> at all thing? <laughs> the, the thing, thing. Mr. there we go. No. yeah yeah the thing um the human thing no the human torch <laughs> mr then,
1: fantastic the
0: thing the human torch and the invisible world i'm really trying to establish my credibility <laughs> we're a we're a film blog it's, it's
2: why it's cult pop shit not pop culture yeah. <laughs> we're not really that versed in pop culture
0: more you know it's a thing
2: i got yeah it's thing i I know i was really excited about the cast like the cast all of them were awesome like and the fact that um michael what's his face from Fruitvale station was um being like i just thought it was exciting casting having Mm -hmm. like the brother and sister and being like different races and stuff i was like this is really cool like all the things all the decisions that were made early on seemed to be so exciting well and And
1: simon kinberg i think is a really good has done some really nice films yeah, as a screenplay writer. Okay, right. So, yeah, and then brought just in a good writer too. To,
2: to like then, just literally two weeks before it came out in the theaters, for basically there's just be this wave of everyone just being like, "This
0: is terrible." Ah, oh, it's it's insane. That was probably my biggest. They they didn't do press screenings of it. No, because the yeah studios were like, "Yep, we're not letting people review this movie." And maybe maybe Fantastic Four wins for most disappointing movie of 2015 for the very fact that we didn't get to see it before because we all found out it was going to be terrible. Totally. I just enjoyed
2: all the footage from the different from the different uh, presses with like all the cast yeah. and like the cast being like yeah we haven't actually gotten to see the movie yet <laughs> it's right.
0: such a tragedy
2: we're <laughs> all like totally depressed about the movie like even before they'd even seen it yeah. but, like, we know this
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah like all these actors who, they're all they're all um, they're all known but they're all still pretty uh, like early C-list in their, yeah. early in their career and they're like oh my gosh what have I done <laughs> that was going so well <laughs>
2: I had a franchise it was in the bag
1: <laughs>
0: I want to talk about a movie we've actually watched now Oh. Why? Awesome. Why? Um, okay, well, I wrote out a list of them in no particular order, and the first one is on here is Jurassic World, which we have discussed separately off this podcast. Oh, Has... don't
2: talk about off the podcast. Oh, we sorry. only live
0: here. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> we, we all liked Jurassic World, which is kind of disappointing for a podcast that we want debating. Yeah, but well, I liked it. I thought it was a really fun
1: movie. It was one of the more, more fun times. I, I think it's the most fun I had all summer at the movies. Okay. So... Um, we live in New
0: Zealand, though, so
1: it's true. So it came out in winter. <laughs> yeah, most fun fair I had fair, all winter. Fair, fair point. Uh, but yeah, it was. It wasn't. You know, it didn't make me question the meaning of life or anything. But um, it did make me a little bit more appreciative of my family and loved ones because they're not being eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, it's
0: a long boat of well, But I, I was like, it. <laughs> I. I thought I would hate Jurassic World. Yeah. The trailer came out, and I was like, that looks bad. <laughs> and then I went to it went to it and like after it finished I turned to the people I went with I was like that was so much better than I thought it was going to be and they were like that was so much worse than we thought it was going to be and I was like, oh, okay. And so it's just been an uphill struggle since then. Mm. So we're we're eleven minutes into our podcast about disappointing 2015 movies. We've talked about one we haven't seen and one we didn't find disappointing. So i we disappointed in ourselves yet. <laughs> okay. Did you wanna? Did you have a specific movie? Any of you guys you wanted to talk about? Um,
1: I mean, one I just saw recently that I thought was disappointing was. Uh, I should be closer to the mic. One I just saw recently. <laughs> what. what <laughs> What I just saw recently was uh, Mocking Jay Part 2. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was disappointed by it, I, the story, well, I have a couple issues with the story, but the biggest problem is I'm just annoyed with these movies that keep splitting books into two. Yeah. Like, Mocking Jay was full of moments of people just wandering around and looking somber. <laughs> and it's like supposed to make us feel like it's important or something, but really it was just like, no, you're just padding out. A single movie into two movies and it was very slow and there's even like a, t- a tent scene where have you guys seen it no I haven't sorry I no. read the book okay I, which is
2: the reason why I didn't go see the movie so
1: so there's <laughs> there's a scene um, and they're in the sewers and there's these bad guys kind of and you can kind of hear them and they're like oh no we have to run and and it's one of those scenes where like you know you kind of hear it before you see it and uh, the tensions kind of building and building and kind of the moment when you're like oh here it comes nothing happens for like another 30 seconds <laughs> and then it finally happens and by then i'm just like i don't care like you've stretched you out what was gonna, gonna happen well no right. no i knew what was gonna happen i was excited to see it and everything but like it was like they built the tension for so long and because they were trying to stretch it out like the tension was built yeah and then it was kind of like well this is taking too long now yeah and then it finally happened and it wasn't as good of a payoff. From a story perspective, I think there's a couple issues, but that's it's it's like in the book, too, where you basically have the hero on this big mission and they get to the end and then just fail. And none of it matters. And then passes out, and then, yeah. Mockingjay spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was or what they did. (laughs) Just, you know,
0: one of the heroes
1: of the (laughs) the Hunger Games series.
0: One of the heroes. (laughs) Um, Interesting thing about um, Mockingjay that I found out. I, I I, I think the last Hunger Games movie I saw was the second one. And I was like, okay, these movies aren't really for me. Interesting thing is that it actually underperformed financially which yeah. is crazy for that kind of movie yeah. and like people people are blaming it on the fact that it came out at the same time as Star Wars yeah. and it came out of the winter I I want to believe it's because people are getting over that kind of movie which they absolutely I, should what, be. What
1: you, when you say that do you mean like splitting one
0: book into no, two no I, I sort or... of mean that but that's that's a trait of these young adult novel fiction ad, movie adaptations oh, yeah. so yeah. like Maze yeah, Runner there's another one we've got on here the Scorch trials like these movies are they they may not be about the same thing but they feel the same well, they, way yeah they have they have the same i mean you know like it's everyone knows
2: i mean snl even did like that amazing um Parody of it where it's just like all of that like, they've got like a weird leader who lives an opulent lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you know it's basically just it
0: boils society down into the most
1: basic possible yeah the like, dystopian future you mean
0: well yeah. there's so there's two types of young adult fiction that i that i can put my finger on one is yeah hunger games and maze runner which is dystopian Future, and divergent, and, and, and divergent. Yeah, uh, where kind of teenagers are our only hope left, and then there are the ones that that are even worse in a way because they try to be like serious, which is what I attribute like Fault in Our Stars to be like. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, Twilight is like the Twilight's the forebear of the Fault in Our Stars because yeah. Twilight proved that you could turn a like a teen romance novel into a movie that does incredibly well that people yeah. that, that teenagers will follow their like literary heroes onto screen yeah and and then of course twilight was the first movie that actually first movie that did what evan's talking about where it split breaking dawn into part i Park think harry potter did it no, no it didn't. because the last harry potter movies came out after twilight
0: okay
2: um the last twilight at least i know that twilight was the first one that announced that okay yeah and it was just i mean the thing is it's always been so clear to everyone like if you are going to do any Harry Potter book into two, it would be Order of the Phoenix because it's the longest yeah. one or Goblet of Fire because there's so much that happens. Yeah. And so that's what really pissed me off is that like early on in the Harry Potter like movie franchise, I was just like, they've got to do two movies for some of these books. Mm. And then they chose to do two movies for the last book, which totally doesn't have enough going on in it to yeah. justify it. And I mean, both of them were actually turned out to be good movies. But The last
0: Harry Potter movie would be, I would say would be the best Harry Potter movie. Mm. I, don't, I don't like any of them that much, but I thought harry potter eight was the only one there i was like yep this is a good movie yeah but anyway getting back to 2015 movies Mm. um (laughs) don't you want to talk about 2011
2: (laughs) (laughs) i also i I just think that um the the reason why mocking jay part two underperformed so much is because the core audience of the people who are supposed to drive you know themselves and their friends to those movies are the people who've read the books and the problem is that probably about half of the people that i know who read the books really hate the ending yeah and so you've got your core audience who are supposed to be the ones who are excited about it and bring their friends and most of them actually preferred the first two books and they yeah. were let down by the ending
1: which i thought was interesting that they chose to split the least popular book you know? <laughs> that's true
2: <laughs> well at least like i i went to part one because i knew that the the ending that i hate so much wouldn't happen in part one i was like oh yeah, sweet. Yeah. i really enjoyed part one couldn't be bothered going to part two yeah, Like, yeah. i just didn't even think about going to it
0: yeah okay um what, Okay, I, I want to drop a bomb here. The most disappointing film for me for two thousand fifteen, and one of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen in my life was Chappie. Did you guys see Chappie? Nope. No. Oh no. Okay. What a bomb. Okay, so, <laughs> but it,
2: like, it was disappointing, and like, I was again, mortified. Like, I know. Really. I know that I'd said, you know, um, before we started talking that. um that you can't review a movie that you didn't see, mm. but like I think you you can be disappointed in movies that you d- that you don't go and see.
1: Yeah, can you though? I I mean, I guess you can. You're disappointed that they aren't successful, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an example from several years ago, of a movie that was just terrible. Like I think it's like in the ten percent to twenty percent range on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and I actually just loved it. <laughs> um, and okay. that, uh, that movie <laughs> is Speed
0: Racer. I hate, I couldn't get through that movie. Like it was I know, so stupid. It, it has so many problems, but I just loved it. <laughs> yes! If only so, you could see the audio representation of what Jeremy's face looked like. No, I just, I
2: lo- but I love that too. I love Oh, you did you, like it? No, 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 no. I didn't oh. love the movie. But like I love, I love that feeling when you love a movie against all odds.
0: So, That's like, how I felt just... about the Hobbit movies except oh, for the last screw problem. you man the last there's no we excuse stuck. for that but sorry even we've interrupted you
1: <laughs> no that's okay i don't really need to talk about speed racer but i just the fact that <laughs> i just need to hold it's, it's and it's, love it it's just an example of just because a movie does poorly with critics i mean you can be disappointed that it happens i guess because you wanted the movie to be a success but it's hard to still say okay that i'm disappointed that that film wasn't good when i didn't actually see it because you might actually enjoy it
0: yeah Okay, well anyway, I just want to briefly touch on Chappie then just to get my opinion out on the internet um although i did i did i did post this somewhere saying that i was disappointed it was like what movie did everyone love that you hated and i was like chappy and someone replied to me with are you stupid no one liked that movie <laughs> so, <laughs> which i thought was a great way to reply to someone i was about to say that
1: too like, yeah, I, was just like, like I don't. Remember, but
0: that's, okay.
2: the reason I did, that's the reason i was disappointed really okay everyone was like don't go see it it's terrible
0: so neil blumkamp directed it right yes he directed district 9 which is Pretty much a perfect movie.
2: But he directed Elysium, which is pretty much a the <laughs> terrible movie. Mm. Well,
0: I didn't, against, I didn't, against all odds, he made a terrible movie out of Elysium. I didn't mind Elysium. <laughs> but what, what absolutely gutted me about Chappie, right, is that... Do you guys know about Di Antwoord? Yeah, yeah. So, do you know about Di Antwoord? I don't. Di Antwoord <laughs> are a South African... Um, hip-hop band and they're crazy they're just got crazy. some
2: exciting youtube viewing
0: yeah <laughs> there are these crazy guys anyway there's two of them there's a guy and a girl and they starred in Chappie, okay. right then their stage names in real life are ninja and Yolandi. their names in the movie are ninja and Yolandi. and i knew that i was excited for them being in. i was like cool they've got heaps of charisma i'd love to watch them on screen as soon when, when they're like ninja in the movie i was like i've called them their name like their actual names oh no and that it was so indicative of the rest of that two-hour Diantwood commercial where they literally wear Diantwood merch they wear Chappie merch at one point that one of them's wearing a chappy shirt they they listen to Diantwood music they're both terrible actors okay and it completely and bizarrely Like, this... Neil Blomkamp is is such a creative mind. I I get the feeling, anyway. And Chappie the Robot, the actual character, awesome. Best part of the movie. Great. So much about him was such a fun character. But the way that movie derailed it to give these two self-indulgent South African rappers, like all the the spotlight was so weird and i see people go i really like Chappie, and i want to pull my hair out because i'm like why did you like it it was so like ah it's it just it gets me man like and the ending was all wrong it was like the ending you watch the ending you go okay Diane would ask for that ending like you get the feeling that these two guys said to neil bloom we're not going to be in your movie if we can't influence <laughs> and he's these just parts such of- a
2: massive fan of them yeah. that he's like i'll do anything oh my god um I've never been more disappointed. Do you think that 2015 was the year that we discovered that Hugh Jackman just cannot be a
0: villain? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, another another point about that movie, I've heard which is that which he's related. A terrible yeah. villain. Okay, in that movie there is um, Dev Patel, right, from Slumdog Millionaire, yeah, yeah, the main yeah. character in that. Mm-hmm. There's Yo Landy, Hugh Jackman, Sigourney Weaver, and yeah. Shalto Copley, who played yeah, yeah. Chappie. Shalto Copley is excellent. Anything, of he is. anything he's, he's in, amazing. I'm like, yes. Every other actor in that movie is terrible. It's not just Diane Wood. Hugh Jackman in that movie is Australian. He's Australian in real life, but he has a line that's like something about dax and kangaroos in it like or or catching a a lizard or like he is stereotypically stupid australian dialogue there's a scene where he's because he's the bad guy right there's a scene where he's operating another robot and he's talking to himself he's not talking to anyone he's talking to himself as he like operates this robot and i feel bad for any actor who has to talk to themselves in a movie because it's so hard to do authentically sigourney weaver is trash in that movie yeah i feel like we've probably
2: gone about four minutes over time talking (laughs) About Chappie because no one else really cares about it, and I struggle to imagine that there's anyone listening to this who actually really has actually seen Chappie
0: or Chappie was the
1: 75th most successful financial film of the year. So there's 74 films that people.
0: Okay, that's that's fine, but but I was I guess I wanted (laughs) to get off my chest because
1: because I just
0: I just I really wanted Chappie to be good. Yes. I I really really did. did. Cool. Well, and that's and that's
1: that that gets to the heart of disappointment. I think like. I'm not really disappointed by the ridiculous six being awful because I pretty much expected yeah, it to totally. be awful. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But when you expect something to be great and then it's terrible, that's 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 where you get let down. Okay, Jeremy, do you have a movie that we've actually seen all of us? <laughs> oh, that we were have you guys seen Jupiter Ascending? No, no. Oh man,
2: Has that anyone- like for me, that's my that's my chappie.
0: Yeah.
1: Because.
2: It was one of those movies where I was so excited by, like, the trailer and the idea of it. And, you know, that was, like, space royalty. And I was like, this looks like such, like, schlocky, cheesy
1: fun. The same people who made Speed Racer. (laughs) And the Matrix sequels.
0: And Cloud Atlas. If if
1: anyone has traded off of one movie
2: at the very beginning of their career and then made just absolute crap, (laughs) it is the Wachowski siblings. Like, just, and, And the thing is, studios keep going nah this one will be the next Matrix this has got to be the one where they redeem it and it's like maybe they just had a fluke maybe they just really really Mm. don't know how to make good movies and the the Matrix was like God helping them or something but yeah Jupiter Ascending I went to it and saw it and like by the time I went and saw it I heard that it was just an absolute piece of trash and so I was like okay that's cool I've, I lowered my expectations enough to actually have a really fun time just watching um what's his face the guy uh, Tatum. Ed, no um, Eddie um, <laughs> Eddie, Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne like just the most ridiculous performance from him ever it's worth watching the movie just to mm-hmm. watch him mm-hmm. like and it's it's that classic thing of like the actor who wins the best actor award and then goes on to like have the worst performance the next year like um Halle Berry with um Monster, Monster's Ball and then yeah. In, and then, like, there's like, a. It, it happens a lot. Yeah. yeah oh, and Charlize Theron, and um, when when she won for Monster, um, yeah, Monster, and then the next year she did that sci-fi movie that everyone was like, "This is the worst thing ever." It's just so. <laughs>
0: like, Flux. Flux. Yeah, yeah. It's just so exciting well, when no someone one wants like, to
2: be typecast, not even as an Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it is really exciting when you watch someone who's just been at the top of their game, and then they do something so outlandish, and you're like, "How did this actor let this director like?" Direct them into this. Yeah. So yeah, Jupiter ascending for me. I ended up really enjoying it at the movies <laughs> because I knew it was going to be so bad. But it is my probably my dis-
0: biggest disappointment yeah. from
2: like first viewing of trailer to end result.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. You guys want to talk about um, uh, Avengers. Age oh. of Ultron. Age of Ultron jeremy's got something to say i think we probably all actually saw that movie right yeah, yeah. is this the first one <laughs> on the, the list <laughs> how far we're this
2: 25 minutes in obviously <laughs> really well pre-prepared discussion <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: hello welcome to the first
1: hello <laughs> can you need to stop saying the time code because if you edit it then
0: i, well, I just won't edit, edit it oh. actually there was 30 seconds at the start that we were dawdling all right i'm sorry ignore me Ignore all references to time. You
1: can edit this. This, this this podcast is out of time. All right, Jeremy, what do you think of Avengers: Age of Ultron? I
2: mean, it was just so paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. It was just so like from from the first time I saw the first trailer and like that. I've got no strings. Yeah, I was just like, cool. It's another big baddie. Yeah. who they're gonna like. Be torn apart by but then ultimately brought together to vanquish him in the end like hmm. there's no tension in any Avengers movie now like no. even like really there's hardly any relational tension in any of these superhero movies that can actually make me feel something anymore because there's only
0: one they gave Hawkeye a family then didn't kill him off in, in that movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, <but> maybe, <laughs> that, that may actually the, the thing is that section at the farmhouse yeah was like the only part of Avengers Age of Ultron that I actually liked Mm -hmm. because I was like this is interesting this is character I don't know about yeah. the side of superheroes like yeah. and then I found out that um, Joss Whedon fought to keep that in the movie like that, right. that, like the, the studio was like get rid of it it's the worst part of the movie like just and like he was like no this absolutely has to be in there and so I think he had to sacrifice you know the whole scene where Thor goes into the um, into yeah, the, the cave, pool and the you have no idea what he does yeah. there yeah. and it's just obviously this massive edit that they've made <laughs> and so like I think there was some kind of trade-off where they were like you can either have this or this and he made the decision to have like the, the farmhouse stuff yeah and um and i'm just like you could have had far less of like the floating island in the sky because yeah. no one cared about that like this is the thing you get these movies and they are forced to have bigger and bigger and bigger and more catacly- cataclysmic endings and the thing is, they still have exactly the same stakes in your That's mind.
0: So, it's so weird because Joss Whedon went on record saying, we've talked about this on the yep. Cold Pop Show before, um, he went on record before, when he was announced as, I'm going to be directing Avengers 2, he was like, I can't, I'm going to be paraphrasing here. It's something like, don't go bigger, go deeper. That's what you do with a sequel. Yep. Don't go bigger than the giant alien in the sky, cut into the characters with a scalpel. Mm. It's essentially... Sort of paraphrasing what he mm. said, and yeah, Age of Ultron. And he did that some in Avengers, and Old, yeah, yeah, he did in with Quicksilver farm. and yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah.
1: And and I think two characters you didn't is care going about. deeper with the characters, and then also, I mean, like, uh, was it, I, I think it was Tony. Like, I thought that was quite interesting, like his little fear thing of, like, really getting into the the fears where you know, everyone was dead and Captain America was like, it's
0: your fault. And like, yeah. so he's, yeah. you know, I thought that was interesting. Oh, he's he's you know? the saving grace of the, I think mm-hmm. Iron Man's the only character. But I'm I interested. think Iron Man is also um, the biggest problem because
2: the, there have been now been, I think four movies where basically the villain has been an army of iron man bots <laughs> right you know like, and like iron man 3 it's pretty much exactly the same thing where they basically have like a whole bunch of iron man suits that went out of control and they became sentient and like caused the problems and it's just like or they were no sorry no they came no, to and help the, him. Though. yeah, yeah. And, and the solution was a whole bunch of but it's just like it's yeah. like it's the man in the suit it's not the suit yeah. like and and that's why when vision came along i was like oh thank god it's an interesting new yeah. character you know like i i think that ultron was possibly the stupidest villain ever
1: hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnbcom boast.
0: It was it was sad because yeah, Age of Ultron appeared on a lot of people's like lists, people like I've seen it bad Like thrown about as the most disappointing movie, and when I saw it, I was very numb to it. Like mm. it was one of those movies that I couldn't figure figure out how I felt about it, which probably means I didn't like it. Because when I saw the first Avengers, I oh. was like, "Flip, man! That was such the best part of the first Avengers, and my favorite part is when um, Loki is yelling at Hulk, and Hulk just grabs him and slams. <laughs> him. Like, oh my gosh, what a good story that that leading up to that point. It was yeah. so um, juvenile." But so perfect yeah. because you're taking this the best the best thing a movie can do if it's got a pretentious character is let you know that the that the movie itself isn't pretentious by yeah. ca- calling out that pretentiousness. Well, and also like, the
2: thing is that the whole movie they had let Loki be this kind of larger than life Shakespearean villain. Yeah. And Shakespearean villains are cut down to size, but often in very epic ways. Yeah. And so for Loki to be in full like auto villain rant, I am a god. You do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it so, so good. At it, it was such a cathartic release. Yeah, of just yeah. Like, yeah, someone uh, can I, don't think, to I don't think I've ever felt more such a huge spike of joy in a movie yeah. than watching that part but there, was, <laughs> there were parts in, in Ultron you were bullied as a child weren't you <laughs> there, were, there were parts in Ultron especially because of the character he was a similar character Loki which isn't a good thing to, to start off anyway no. um, where they tried to do that Mm-hmm. like my favourite part of Age of Ultron is when he spent this whole movie talking about how humanity needs to die for the earth to be saved oh, right? which is
2: just like I'm sorry but that's that's <laughs> the motivation of every villain only
1: artificial intelligent villains yeah, 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 yeah
2: but there's been so many of them recently yeah. that it's just not it's not compelling it's not dynamic at all it's yeah. just like my primary cause is safety and human beings
0: are unsafe. Yeah. But there's a one part where... So he spent the whole movie talking about this. And then, he, then he's getting beaten up. And his last... This should have been his last line. But it wasn't. He came back after this. He goes, you know, in hindsight... And then he gets bashed by Hulk or something. And I was like, that's great. That's what you want to see, right? You want yeah, to see yeah. this guy with a dangerously solid ideology change his mind to show it was all weak. I think that's what they were going for. That same smashing Loki feeling. And that was my favourite part of the movie. But then... Ultron had like two revivals coming back after that, yeah. and I was like, "That should have been his last line because you want to see." As I said just then, you you want to see someone with a an ideology that you kind of like. Oh, he's kind of got a point, you know. You want to see someone actually go, "Actually, no, I was wrong." Like, and that that's so satisfying to see. And they should yeah. have they should have left it there,
2: or their hub- their hubris exposed. Yeah. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I feel like we should talk about Spectre.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because this. This would be on some people's disappointment list. Like, I've heard people say it's, like, their... Other than Quantum of Solace, which is the sort of, you know... It's the Daniel Craig Bond movie that shall not be named. Um, But they would say that, yeah, other than Quantum of Solace, it's definitely, like, their least favourite Daniel Craig Bond.
1: (laughs) There's only four.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean but it's other funny other than that
1: one, and that one. It's
2: people were like oh it just goes on for way too long and like and, or it's like oh it's just too it's too boring or the like the villain wasn't dynamic and I just I mean maybe it helped that I heard all of that before I went and saw the movie yeah mm-hmm. um, because you go into a movie knowing what people's criticisms are and so you're aware of that might be a problem so you're kind of what you know you're setting yourself t- to sort of have that happen and then when it doesn't really happen as bad as you think it is yeah. it becomes like oh but I loved it
1: I
0: absolutely yeah? loved Spectre okay well it looks like we're going to have our first argument <laughs> in the podcast um, oh I kind of I enjoyed
1: Avengers Age of Ultron
0: oh okay I didn't love it yeah yeah, no same yeah exactly yeah. but okay so Spectre, Spectre Spectre Um, I didn't think it was going to be good like from the various announcements that just felt like omens like the average song coming out and the oh
2: that was terrible that um, was my
0: biggest disappointment (laughs) sam smith man um i maybe this will be the bomb of the podcast not Chappie. quantum of solace is better than (laughs) specter quantum of solace (laughs) is a horribly underrated movie oh my gosh I don't, I'm not saying it's perfect, and until I Spectre. I watched Quantum of Solace with you. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. We it. Hated I it. did not hate it. I remember saying this was years ago. <laughs> oh my god! I remember saying to you, you know, it's not actually that bad, and, and like, cause I'd seen it like once before then. I was like, it's not actually that bad when you watch it right next to Casino Royale, and you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember, but I it was li- probably like one in the morning, and I was like, just get out of my house. <laughs> I I watched all of those Bond movies before Skyfall came out. Yeah. I watched all of them. Quantum. I'm going to receive a lot of flack for this. Quantum of Solace is in my top five. Wow. But so wow. is. Okay, Daniel Craig is like my favorite Bond. Oh, I mean, well. He's everyone's favorite. Casino Royale is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, to give you a, a perspective on. Roger Moore is my favorite Bond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like marshmallows
0: and sunshine and no, the, bad buns the, the, the problem the biggest exactly. problem with Spectre and it, it blows my mind that it was also directed by Sam Mendes who directed yeah. Skyfall is that is this the first time that one director no, has done two no it's exactly, okay. plenty of
2: times
1: the problem Would you say the answer is Doctor Now <laughs> instead of just Now you
0: really did like Roger Moore <laughs> <laughs> um, so the problem the fundamental Sounds problem funny. with Spectre is that you spent three movies going hey you know what you expect from James Bond guess what it's not true anymore right so you, you, get, you get little things like um, I want a martini oh shaken or stirred and he goes oh do I look like I give a damn it's like what you can't do that and that's, that's, that's what I think Star Wars should have done more of that they did do a bit of we won't go into that but um is, is taking, taking franchises sacred cows and just abolishing them and that's what that's what Casino Royale did that's especially what Quantum of Solace did to the point where people were devastated and that's what Skyfall did more than any other Bond movie
2: no but Skyfall reset that's the point
0: that's the whole point
2: skyfall took the modern era of bond and then at the end of it because the thing is that like like casino royale was a reimagining of bond it was starting back at the very beginning and so at the beginning like he doesn't care none of that he cares and like he falls in love with vesper and it's like all that sort of stuff by the way casino royale spoilers if you care (laughs) i'll (laughs) write that down on my notes um but but then, basically, these three movies have been kind of like, how did he get to the wood-panelled office with the male M? You know, like, and, and, and Skyfall was the reset where we got back to it. And so Spectre is the first Golden Age Bond I, movie.
0: I'd I, never heard it put like that before, but that's still... Correct like no it's no it's still it's not good though it's I would, awesome i would i, I, I want to keep I say, watching bond being broken i want to keep watching the the tropes and things being changed you can't is, you, three say, movies hold on changing hold on, it yeah, and
1: then on. go now we're just gonna do a normal i way. would say that bond quitting being a spy to go off and be with his new love is the biggest break of a bond trope ever that okay. has never happened and that's in casino no that's inspector What's on both of them then? <laughs> well, no, in, expect, in Casino Royale, he falls in love with this girl and leaves, and then she turns out to be a traitor, but kind of a good person still or something, and it's kind of confusing, but basically he's like, oh, I hate women forever. I'll never love again. And, yeah. Unless it's uh, a dude. Yeah. So, How do I live? How do I breathe? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> It was. It was. It was breaking the trend. Like breaking the trend of breaking that, the trend. That's what I thought. No, the, <laughs> like the fact that he left the Secret Service, and I'm sure he'll come back. Or, like I kind of watched. I wonder how they're gonna reel him back in. They always do. But <laughs> like it wasn't. It was very different to me that he kind of threw, went off. You
2: have the benefit of being able to break. Tropes, Mm -hmm. and you have the benefit of being able to break traditions because traditions are there, Mm -hmm. and traditions are put in place in movie series like this so that you have like sort of you have Mm -hmm. tracks that you can run along, and no movie series can actually sustain just continually breaking all those traditions and actually continue on. You have to have, you have to be able to break them and then say, oh no, but there's something good here, and he'll go back to that. Like the fact is, how many movies now has like M said? You've got to come in, James. We can't have you going out like that again. Like, I mean, I think maybe every single one of the Daniel Craig Bonds, (laughs) he's been a man on a mission with not, he's been unsanctioned by M and by MI6 to do what he's doing. And yet he still does it. And at the end, they're like, oh, you were right all along, man, we should just listen to you. And it's like, man, are they ever going to learn this lesson? Of just like, let James Bond do whatever the hell he wants. But so, I mean, it's exciting when he breaks it, but it's exciting because it was there to be broken. And so if you break it and then keep breaking it, yeah. you have nothing
0: to break and it's not you've nothing okay. to be excited about anymore. I agree, but then I would just say that we're we're not gonna get another good Bond movie for a while. What about um the real stupid romance inspector? <laughs> there was another bad part of it. Do you, do you remember that? The romance inspector? So what's her name? Leah Sid C- whatever her C-Dux. name Sedu. Sedue. So this this is I think indicative of what my problem was, is that all his romances at least I'm talking Daniel Craig, but I'm not, not other Bonds all those romances have sort of been um, different and meaningful in a way and it's fine if you want to just put a a Bond girl in there who's just a floozy yeah right but she says wait I love you in this movie, and he and he, I don't think he says it back, but he kind of gives off the impression that he does. Oh, well, and this, it's, is, this
2: is the thing—it's feminist Bond. I mean, he's been feminist Bond ever since that. Like, they want to have their cake and eat it too with a new Bond. Like, they can't be sent. Bond can't be as misogynistic as he used to yeah. be. He can't just kind of sort of like have sex with a girl and like throw her off and literally punch her in the
0: face, like, <laughs> like he used to. We're not kidding. Like, like not kidding. Like,
2: watch um, from Russia with love. in the first five minutes, he like sleeps with a girl and then gets up and punches her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Like, it was. Oh, I remember watching that with you, and we were both like, "Oh
0: my gosh!" Someone posted on Reddit the other day a video that was titled "Things You Can't Put Put in a 2015 Bond Movie," and <laughs> it was from Goldfinger. And he's like, he says to the girl, "I don't know what her name is." Like, this is da 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 da. This is this is her, and then he's like. Go away now. And she's like, "Hi." Oh. It's like man talk. And she's like, oh, okay. And then as she leaves, <laughs> he smacks her butt and she, she walks away. Oh my and gosh. it's so like, what? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um. And so the thing is that, I mean, Bond now, in order for it to be. I, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing. Like, I think. But it's the struggle. It's the str- struggle with actually, you have to have Bond as the character that he is. But also, in order for him to actually have, like, a sexual relationship with the main Bond girl because it's always like he, you know uh, the, the widow they basically have to show like in every sexual relationship that Bond now has it has to be that it's not just a physical attraction thing it's actually like he meet they meet each other's needs in some way and the females always the women in these movies now all have agency and I think that because of that it pushes Bond into looking like he's having an actual romantic attraction and there being this this draw tension of like I love her. Do I love her more than the job that I'm doing? And so he's actually had several of these kind of relationships. Yeah. But again, they only ever last for one movie. Yeah. So it's, and and in that way, I think it's interesting because it's like that becomes less compelling.
0: There've been excuses for the the Craig movies though. <laughs> they die. <laughs> they they die. They like what Quantum of Solace? Did the romance in there between him and Olga Kurienko. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What I like about that is that it's it's barely romantic. They kiss at the end, but until that point, yeah. it's very. Um, Wasn't that the first one that he didn't have? Sex? Yeah, the yeah. first movie where he didn't have exactly. Sex? That's what I loved about it was it was like, you, like these, such a puritan. These two, these two, these two broken people thanking each other basically for yeah. for being there when I when I've been the most broken. You were my and then, strength when I was we. <laughs> and then skyfall again. Like, who was the... Like, there was yeah, some lady he slept with at one point, but then... Judy Dench was the Bond girl. Or, or Money Penny who the whole trope is that they don't get mm. together. Yep. Right? So you've got three movies where the romance has been interesting, and you you've, you get out of it, and the, the excuses are good for why yeah, yeah. it hasn't continued. And then you get this movie where this girl's like, I'm not getting into bed with you. And then, like, ten minutes of screen time later, they're making out. And I was like, where... Like the Daniel Craig movies have trained me to expect more from the Bond girls (laughs) but yeah I don't know alright she was at an emotional time in her life and daddy just died (laughs) the the
2: other thing I'd just say is that Christoph Waltz was a freaking awesome Bond villain like that is one of the main reasons why like all the stuff we've talked about I think is incidental to the quality of a Bond movie the main thing is is the villain good
1: and is the interplay between James Bond and the villain Mm -hmm. good so this is where I would like to say I was disappointed in Christoph Walt (laughs) (laughs) because I had he had such great potential and I the first scene with him I thought was great where he was in the the dark Mm. he was silhouetted and he wasn't doing anything like even the microphone they were picking up the microphone and pointing it to him which AJ's been doing this entire podcast for me by the way (laughs) and and it, he's just like he's just a guy who has such power and clout. You see at the start, and then like and then like Bond just kind of walks into this villain's lair, and he's like, "Oh, hello, James. I'm going to hook you up to a device that's going to poke you in the neck.
0: <laughs> it's not actually yes, going to do anything." Yes, okay. <laughs> no, I so, liked drill. sorry to keep going on, Spectre. But why did they go there? Why that's did they go was, to the yeah. bad guy's lair? They they beat up the bad guys on a train. They beat up um what's his name on a train. And then they go. They just take the train right where he would have taken them anyway, to to Blofeld's Lear got, uh, And I also, but no, because but, but, I also was
1: really disappointed that like the main bad guy was basically Bond's brother for like two years. Yeah. I was Like, okay, come on, the greatest criminal genius in the world, and I don't know. I did really, I, have been the I did really. Of all your pain. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah like oh by the way all the past villains have been in specter <laughs> yep yeah. they're all retroactive yeah Re- that's the worst okay oh. we gotta move on okay what else do you guys want to talk about do you want to talk about minions no oh that was
2: crap <laughs> i never saw it at <laughs> no, all let's seriously i just want to say i just want to put it on record that movie was a steaming pile like there was nothing about that movie that was even like and so many people liked it it really annoyed me especially given
0: how good we're talking the, about minions yeah
2: especially how good the two despicable me movies were and how the fact that the minions were actually the funniest part of the yeah but minions.
0: you can't make a whole movie
2: about well minions. and
0: that's the thing but apparently they thought they could and i thought they might have been able to but they, <laughs> same thing they happened really with didn't. the penguins of madagascar movie oh that's really like, sad oh yeah these characters they can hold up a whole movie i'm sure that will turn out great well minions did okay financially of course it did of course it did there's children I don't think the penguins of madagascar did <laughs> oh okay Penglings. okay well is there any other um big disappointments you guys want to talk about you want me to read off the list yeah go for it okay furious 7 awesome that was actually so
2: awesome <laughs> like that was one of those movies where i i have a friend of mine who we we watched it like he hadn't seen it at the movies and so we were like having a DVD night or oh, no we had a, a streamed movie night <laughs> no one has DVD nights anymore um but yeah and we are like oh we've got to watch Furious 7 because he hadn't seen it and he was like really I was like oh man it is hilarious it's so good mm-hmm. and like the three of us who, like the three of, like myself and two other friends who went to the movies to see it, like literally there were moments in the movie where we like stood up and cheered because it was just so outrageous and so ridiculous and so stupid. Which is why it's so good. Exactly. Yeah. And so we were all sitting there killing ourselves laughing and absolutely loving it. And he was just like, this is so lame. Like, none of this is in any way realistic. Like what? Like that's, I'm like, you have to approach this movie on its own terms.
0: Like, I've, I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, but I what? think I, I think I need to do a marathon don't Dude, do a you marathon gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> no? give yourself some time you gotta <laughs> yeah. just charge up on some nos just watch five six and seven okay
1: all right oh five with like the whole vault being dragged yeah
2: oh that's so
0: awesome um the next movie on this list that i don't know why it's ordered the way it is is star wars the force awakens do we need to talk about that i oh. think that's a podcast in itself all yeah, right yeah but i really liked it yeah i think we all three of us really yeah. liked it uh, inside out which i thought was probably one of my favorite movies Othia. actually
2: biggest disappointment of the year for me was the stupid volcano <laughs> short film at the beginning <laughs> lava. of lava oh my gosh i hated that so I
1: much so okay much. but inside out was a gorgeous, is one of the most brilliant films i've ever seen yep. Yep. like it's so smart it's so well done we watched it last night on not the dvd the streaming thing and yeah it's,
2: it's just so good
1: yeah, yeah. like to, to take something as complex as a human mind and break it down for something that not only children but adults can appreciate and understand and has such meaning was just yeah beautiful. and also just
2: how charming it is like yeah. so many little things that are just absolutely hilarious and you can see when you watch that movie you can see the amount of love and just yeah. enjoyment that was yeah. had making that movie yeah, You you yeah. just imagine like them sitting in like the you know the work the screenwriters workshop or like even the the animators workshops and then someone just has an idea and everyone just falls over laughing and it's just like yes that's awesome
0: yeah. i w- i saw it a second time not too long ago and nearly started crying and in like just a random part because i remembered how i felt when i watched it the first time yeah um, cool, so the next one on here is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Anyone see that? Yes. Like, yeah. I didn't see it. It was, it was pretty similar to Spectre, except it came out first, so Spectre was
1: pretty similar to it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the um, secret mission force gets uh, taken over by another government organization, so everyone has to go rogue. I feel like that happened and in the last Mission Impossible. Exactly no. what happened in the last one. No, the last one they got shut down
0: because <laughs> of something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was what are we losing here? Is it was Mission really Impossibly Redundant. redundant. <coughs> alright what should we move on
1: or? no no you don't have something to say <laughs> I don't remember I was just comparing it to Spectre but I, I thought it was pretty fun um, was I it don't know than I really this movie yeah it's better than Spectre I thought it was
2: I thought it was beautiful like man that whole opera house like yeah. just beautifully shot yeah. that's the thing that really struck me about it it was like it was more beautiful than a dumb action movie had any right to be cool um, and it was just it was just enjoyable like yeah. it was and it's what I'm amazed about with all those movies is I hate tom cruise so much i hate him as a person i hate him as a person (laughs) and yet i am so willing to watch him be um what's his face ethan ethan hunt yeah i'm so willing to watch him do that and it just it stuns me every time because i brace myself to go into the movie and watch him and i i just don't even need to he's he's awesome
1: in it
0: yeah um the martian which i would put up there with inside out and these movies of the year it was awesome
1: it made me feel good yep i don't know didn't see it
0: um, the next three none of us have seen and actually haven't really come out in New Zealand, which is The Good Dinosaur, The Hateful Eight and The Revenant. Which I'm not I, I know the name of the Revenant and I know that Tom
2: Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio star in it. Yeah. I don't know anything else about it. The other, I don't want re- to keep it that way.
0: Kata who directed it? Who? The guy who directed Birdman.
2: Oh yeah, I did know that. So yeah, that's yeah. that's another Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I mean in the are saying like possible back to back directing Oscars. Cool,
0: cool. Yeah. So we don't, I don't think any of us have anything to say about those since we haven't seen them. Um, Terminator Genocide. <laughs> Didn't see it. Didn't see it. This okay. That couldn't have been a disappointment
2: because <laughs> no one had any expectations for it at all.
0: Uh, the man from UNCLE or UNCLE. I,
2: I evangelised for this movie. I went and saw it and like I... I Because I'd seen all the ads for it and it just looked hilarious and really, really stylish and cool. Mm -hmm. And it's everything I want out of like a 60s era spy movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. It like is just luxuriating in the style and the music is incredible. And so I like I basically I went and saw that movie at the movies four times because I wanted to like make sure people had gone to see it. And because I was just so convinced that people would enjoy it if they saw it, but they were probably not going to see it based on the reviews. Yeah. And everyone I showed it to, other than my mum, because she doesn't like that kind of movie anyway, but everyone else was like, that was awesome. And I wouldn't have seen it
1: if you hadn't recommended it to me. Hey, man. Yeah. So, I I, 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 I like that a lot, actually. It was, it was, it's a Marvel movie, but it's obviously, it was much smaller Uh, Pun, (laughs) pun, sort of intended, but like it's 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 much smaller scale than like the Avengers or something. You know, it's not like I actually found
0: it super out of place when they started involving the Avengers. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this was an
1: Avengers movie. Yeah, but it was it was great. It was good fun. It was was almost more of a heist movie in a way. Um,
0: I would I would rank it under Iron Man one and three and the Avengers one as my favorite Marvel Uh (laughs) movies. Tomorrowland? i didn't see that oh my gosh i saw D- it did it get damon lindelof
1: i i thought it was okay i was a little disappointed in it i mean i was disappointed in it because yeah i like brad bird i like george clooney it was maybe just a little too slow or there wasn't anything really I, saw, um,
0: I don't know i saw another quote on Reddit. i can't remember who the user is i'll put it somewhere else um who damon lindelof who what did he do in this movie he produced it i don't remember Okay, I, don't so, know, I, haven't, I haven't actually seen this in like eight months either. Dame, so, Damon Lindelof did something in Tomorrowland, and someone described Damon Lindelof as the the poop floating in the swimming pool. Who, even though
1: oh, he's the lost guy, right? Yeah, oh, the guy made
0: oh, Lost and Prometheus. He's done some great stuff. The though. thing,
2: the thing that he, really,
0: even though there's a whole pool to swim in, if there's one poo in it, <laughs> the <that> whole thing's <laughs> that's, ruined. Well, the, the the problem for me with Tomorrowland was that it was a movie that was
2: it was a cause that decided it needed a movie it wasn't a movie that like happened upon like a really good message. It was like, we need to make a movie about how important science is to avoiding like how crap humanity is. And like, it was about the fact that people who are like scientists and like inventors and creators, uh, they're the ones who can motivate humanity. They're the only ones who can motivate humanity to be the best version of itself. And the really crappy thing was that they did a bait and switch with the trailer where they showed you Tomorrowland in the trailer and all the footage from Tomorrowland it turned out was like historical footage from the moment that the movie was in so for the majority of the movie you were in this version of Tomorrowland that didn't look anything like the trailer and so I was really excited about being in this world and like seeing what was possible in this world and it turned out like you didn't get to see it at all
0: yeah that's true reminds reminds me of, of, of when I went to see Kangaroo Jack thinking it was about a talking kangaroo because of the one scene he talks which was on the trailer and it was a dream sequence
1: uh okay <laughs> I I I, uh, quick, quick do you fire? have any other more disappointments because i don't i, I was going to suggest maybe we just say our top two or three favorite movies each of the year to end on a positive note
0: i would say my top three movies of the year or i'll go top four um and in, in no particular order would be mad max fury road uh inside out the martian and star wars nice what do you think Um, So I'm not going
1: to, I wouldn't say these are necessarily my top three or four favorite movies, but just some honorable mentions. Um, I thought uh, Inside Out was fantastic. Um, Another Disney film that I loved, and I know that I'm not necessarily target market, but Cinderella, I thought was just so well done. It actually, it, it was a movie that made me wish I had like a 10 year old daughter. So that's how good it was, because I wanted to take her to it. <laughs> um, but instead, I just watched it myself. <laughs> uh, I, took, I, took my I, I took my wife. I took my wife. So. Um, I also really liked, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I think Star Wars The Force Awakens is in my top few. It's, it's the movie that I actually. I, I think it might be the only movie this year I went to the theater twice to see it. Those, those would be my top. Th- all, would, all Disney.
0: He would say Mad Max, but his wife hated I, I it.
1: I thought Mad Max was a pretty fun movie, yes. Um, the person I took it was, again my wife did not. <laughs> um yeah um yeah i would say that yeah
2: mad max would definitely be my my favorite i went and saw that five times at the movies um <laughs> which was ridiculous like yeah <laughs> but it was so good um i yeah i'd say actually um in terms of i just movies that i just for me had an amazing film experience going to the movies to see and just coming out just being super pumped about um like definitely star wars it was great but i mean that was just so expected that i didn't yeah think i almost
0: don't want to include star yeah, Wars. yeah because it less. was just like duh You yeah, know, you
2: had yeah. a great time of course yeah. um which Sounds doesn't take bad. away from it but like but yeah, I just I loved it. But um, yeah, as you
0: said, it deserves a separate podcast. Probably. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. But um, I would definitely say that um, I really enjoyed, I loved the film experience of Spectre. Absolutely loved it. And yeah, Jurassic World. I actually just really had a great yeah, time.
0: Hard out. Yeah, that's okay. cool, man. So All what right. have we got coming out next year that you think you're going to be disappointed in?
2: <laughs> that's another podcast. AJ.
0: <laughs> All right, are we are we finished off then? I think that's it. That's the end. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next year to talk about (laughs) what we didn't like then. What's what's your sign-off? Is it goodbye? Goodbye! okay so that was our discussion lots of opinions some i'm sure you would have disagreed with so that's always fun jeremy texted me yesterday to let me know that he thought pitch perfect 2 was actually his biggest disappointment of 2015 to which i responded with pitch perfect 1 was probably the biggest disappointment of my life i think it's worth noting as well that i actually saw pixar's the good dinosaur after our recording and i loved it it was much better than i expected it to be and i highly recommend it and after listening to three guys hate on films for an hour the good dinosaur is probably a really good pick me up once again the song you're listening to is it's you by mechanical who is a really good friend of mine you should check out his stuff the soundcloud link is in the description for this podcast again if you want a more in-depth analysis on what we talked about in this podcast you can check out cultpopture.com there'll be a blog post about our discussion there as well as plenty of other blogs and reviews and even videos for you to check out around the topics of movies tv music video games and all other types of media and where we fit into that So make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and also follow us on Twitter at Cole like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening.